a code red for humanity, curb emissions and dramatically reduce consumption or face a world that is fundamentally different. When Kermit the Frog sang, it's not easy being green. I want you to know that he was wrong. He was wrong. There is no planet B. There is no planet blah. Blah, 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 blah. It is unequivocal that human activities are responsible for climate change. If unprecedented changes are not made and made soon, there will be irreversible damage to the planet. Zero carbon. He's tall. Hello and welcome to Zero Carbonista, Series 3, The Sky's the Limit. I'm Ian Collins and this is the UK's number one environment-based podcast. Another week of top politicians flying around the globe from Rwanda to the G7, then on to NATO in Madrid. Lots of very important matters on the agenda. Didn't see or hear many things that pertain to green issues. There's only one man to ask. That is the green entrepreneur and environmentalist, Dale Vince. Morning, Dale. Yeah, morning, Ian. I think uh, what you just described there was more a case of Boris Johnson escaping what's going on at home, taking yeah, part in anything he can find abroad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looked like a stag do, didn't it, that they were on when the, <laughs> there was the, sort of the seven of them standing there, tieless and looking all cash. Go and on. I thought, all oh, right, this is when we get the big environmental announcements. Nothing. Nah, Nothing. Zero zilch. Although, you know, some interesting stuff like uh, from the Climate Change Committee this week. Uh, I don't know if it's in, in the running order for today. And uh, obviously our plans to ditch environment protections for habitats. Um, yeah. EU yeah, we'll doing some big things. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. we will. So, yeah, there's news, just not good news. Yeah. Uh, well, there, here's some really bad news if you like fish and chips. This clearly doesn't affect you, Dale, because uh, price <laughs> of fish and chips are going to soar because of offshore wind. It's those pesky windmills in the sea. Yeah. Uh, listen, I, I think this is bollocks, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me for that. That's, I think that's an official nautical term, actually. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. Yeah, it is now, right? It is on this show. So, you know, I mean, what actually wind offshore wind farms do is create habitats for fish, right? Which is a good thing. And fish currently is, uh, you know, in serious decline. Fish stocks are in decline because, um, well, you know, we're catching too many of them and destroying their habitats with bottom trawling, you know, just destroying the seabed to hoover up all the marine life down there. And so yeah. offshore wind farms are actually doing a good job because they're providing havens for fish, which gives fish stocks chance to come back. There's that, isn't it? And of course, I suppose the other factor on this, like you give a toss whether people aren't eating fish and chips. <laughs> well, I guess there is that. But, uh, you know, I mean, the fishing industry has suffered a you know terrible blow from Brexit as well, hasn't it? You know, let's yeah. let's talk about that sometime as well. It's kind of funny because that was meant to be the, uh, the, the, the sort of symbolic, yeah. you know, our shores, our borders, our territory. Yeah. Um, is that word bollock it, again? Yeah. It's absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it, it uh, I think that specific, the optics of that sold to some people because it made sense. You know, right, this is a clearly a markation around our country. Barrage. These are our waters. Yes, barrage in a trawler down the Thames. I remember that optic. Yeah, <laughs> do you remember that? The Freedom Fleet or whatever they were called, I don't know. Yeah. But farming has taken a hit as well. That was also meant to have, you know, done well out of Brexit, um, but hasn't. And uh, our exports to the EU, I saw a report this week, are down 14% due to Brexit. Madness. It's well, isn't it? Madness. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the most interesting thing, and you can, this can't be said enough, uh, is that the, 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 you know, the bloke in charge, Mr. Johnson, probably isn't really a Brexiteer anyway. So, you know, it's just it's no. cur- curious. Uh, he's, he's a Johnson-teer, isn't he? I mean, a Johnson-teer. Whatever's well, curious- good for Johnson. 
It's just a very strange disposition to go, right, what I'm going to do in order to get in office, I'm going to sell something I genuinely don't believe in. <laughs> yes. And it's going to be really disruptive. E- even if it's okay in 20 years, right? for, for a long time, it's going to be disruptive. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think he cares. Don't give a shit, does he? What happens to other people? As long as somebody buys his gold wallpaper and his 150 grand treehouse for his yeah. toddler, you know. I mean, man, well, he can. Care. He is busy scrapping EU laws, so there is that, like environmental laws that protect special habitats. Yeah, amazing. I mean, you know, I think the government have clearly been struggling to come up with some EU laws that they could scrap uh, due to Brexit, you know, and claim claim freedom from. And George Eustace has come up with the the idea of scrapping the vital protection we have for nature habitats. He calls it red tape. Yeah. He says it's ineffective, gets in the way, uh, and we're going to scrap it. And I mean, oh my God, you don't need a better example of this government than that. Or the contrast between us and that good old sensible place, the EU, that we left. Because at the same time, in the same week, the EU are talking about the zero pollution target and how they're going to ban pesticides. Half the use of pesticides by 2030 and pesticides are linked to cancer. And they put out a report saying 10% of all cancers come from pollution, including pesticides. And, you know, the EU are clamping down on all this toxic stuff in the environment. And we're pulling the other way. It's kind of strange, isn't it? I mean, there's a bit of you that hopes that somewhere along the line, the law will just get transferred to this country and they'll readopt it, but under their own banner. But because, but what they want, of course, they want the headline that we have ditched an EU law. Yeah, it's become about politics now, yeah, uh, yeah. an ideology and, uh, you know, reality and truthfulness. They've, they've gone out right. the window, you know. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just perverse to claim that ditching protection for wildlife is good for wildlife, right? But that's where we are. Yeah, the, the, the ferrets love that kind of shit, don't they? It's like, <laughs> to just wreck my house. Thank you. There'll be many more of us if you do that. And here's one as well, which kind of sort of beggars belief in a way. The UK government must drive down energy bills and reduce climate warming emissions by insulating more homes. Mm-hmm. There's a much maligned protest group that have been saying that for quite a while. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, insulate Britain. Uh, and it's, you know, it's common sense. And this is the Climate Change Committee, I think, talking about this this That's week right. and saying how the government have cost everybody 40 quid a year by scrapping some of the insulation programs that did exist and how actually it's crazy that the house builders are still being allowed to build new homes right now that will yeah. need retrofitting. You know, how can that, how can that, oh, yeah, I mean, I share their exasperation. Yeah, I mean, they call it shocking. And, of course, these are committees that also have Tories on it as well. So mm. it's not as if, like, it's just a, a, a complete it, – there's, there's the government and then there's the Conservative Party. And with, within that party, of course, some people sit on these committees and they also think that their, their government are a, a, a shit show as well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I bumped into uh, a Tory on a committee last week, didn't I? The uh, Environment Audit Committee, uh, our, our friend who was on your radio show, James Gray. And, you know, he's a great example of, I, th- I think, you know, part of the Conservative Party that doesn't have a fucking clue, actually. And what he's doing on the Environment Audit Committee, I don't know, because he doesn't have a clue about renewable energy or, or just about anything as far as I can see. What's well, another one of those extraordinary things? You th- you've got a choice of committees you can put your name forward for. Yeah, you think I know what I'll do? I'll, I'll go for the one I know jack shit about. <laughs> Maybe oh, it was the only one that would I'll, happen. I'll cross question people like Dale Vince with absolutely nothing in my armory. 
She's like, what, what, what do you mean windmills work? Well, yeah, they work, James. <laughs> <laughs> They've been working for a long time. That was a beauty. <laughs> yeah. um, Harry on Twitter says, uh, love the new Forest Green Sea Shepherd kit. When will they be back in stock? I think they sold out in minutes, though, didn't they? Uh, apparently, yeah. Back in stock in October, I'm told, which is, um, you know, a bit too far away. But uh, they've just been massively popular, which is a kind of good problem to have, I suppose, but not if you're trying to buy one. So apologies for that, but we're on yeah. it. What's special about this kit, for those who don't know? Well, we revamped the Sea Shepherd blue and black camo, and it's it's really it's really impactful. And we've stuck Sea Shepherd on the front instead of the back. Um, yep. uh, that's basically it, really. But it just looks fantastic. Does that have to go to the FA for approval? Not, not that I'm aware of. If it does, then we haven't. I wonder how that works. Because, I mean, you could come on in all manner of illuminating shades and colors, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah. What we don't want is any kind of color police, right? But we yeah. don't we don't have that for shirts. There are rules in terms of where you put your badge and your sponsors and how many you can have and that kind of stuff. But yeah. I haven't seen any color. Well, can you have different colored socks? I think you can. You know, I think you can do what you like. Uh, back in the National League, we weren't allowed to wear black. I remember that. But no such restriction exists in the EFL. Is there a reason for that? For I think it's because refs wear black, you know. But oh, they right. don't. They don't yes. always, you know. But you know. defender mixed it's up a, with the referees. It's the national league. It's a little bit behind the curve, I would say. Yeah, you mentioned this a second ago. Pollution causing ten percent of Europe's cancer cases. I mean, let's just embroider a little bit more on that because that shouldn't be anything really. That's that surprising, right? No, that's right. I mean, we've we've known that pollution causes cancer for long enough. But what they did was a big study to. to, to kind of pinpoint those sources of pollution we're talking about uh, air pollution from traffic indoor air pollution radon was in there as well which is a natural form of pollution but we can do something about it and pesticides you know we've known that for so long i mean pesticides right they kill insects but we can eat that with our food that's okay yeah come on it can't be can it yeah. But but the EU, I mean, I love that place. I wish we hadn't left because they're going to half the use of pesticides by 2030. That's a proper ambitious plan. And they've got a zero pollution plan, air, land and water, zero pollution. I mean, that's fantastic. That's a vision of the future, that is. Yeah, well, Jacob Rees-Mogg can take it and rip it up, can't he, because he likes that. Yeah, he <laughs> can talk about freedom to die. Loves a, loves a bonfire, bonfire the rules. Yeah, bless him. We don't want the rules. But, you know, it does, I suppose it... You know, the Johnson government are doing that classic thing, aren't they, of uh, you know, this pie chart of the different parts of the electorate that they have to appeal to. And this section, the kind of, uh, you know, even I, I know loads of people that voted for Brexit that didn't do so for these kind of reasons. Yeah. Had no, yeah. In, never thought for one second it would be about like ripping up the environment and not adopting, you know, obvious rules and regulations. Yeah, the things that keep us safe, right, and healthy. Yeah. I think the, the total cost of cancer in, in Europe was 170 billion a year or something like that. Wow. Three million new patients and one point something million deaths every year. I mean, cancer is a big killer, right? But mostly it's driven by modern stuff, pollution. Deanna on Facebook says, I'm Scottish and a proud Ecotricity customer, and I want to show off that I'm with you. I know the Green Union flag is your trademark, but can you do some materials for us Scots? Hmm. It's an interesting question. I'm trying to think of the – there aren't many possibilities with the Scottish flag, are there? Um, I mean, but the uh, Union but flag has the Scottish flag in it, doesn't it? So. It does. It does. It's true. It does. So um, it's there already. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't forget Scotland. But we could eat. We could easily make the Scottish flag green with a with a white cross. Or- well, I guess so. Yeah, you, you have to check your f- encyclopedia of flags, though, because that might be, be something weird. <laughs> yeah. Could well, be a flag of a weird cult or something. I don't know. We could make it so. 
Well, we could make it so. Yeah. I mean, there is that option as well. Um, it's interesting. That Graham on LinkedIn says, Reg, you've just invested in mushroom packaging company. How do I get my business idea in front of you? Well, let's pick up on the first point, a mushroom packaging company. Yeah, so this um, it began about a year ago, I think, but it's a, it's a company that make uh, an alternative to polystyrene packaging uh, yes. from, from mushrooms, and they actually grow it to shape. If you imagine a shaped piece of polystyrene in a, you know, in a box that's delivering you something, yeah. they, can, they can grow these mushrooms to that shape. Wow. Uh, and it's it's obviously you know completely compostable, benign on the environment, and that kind sure. of stuff. It's, it's an amazing idea, actually. And they've got some um, some some fairly big companies like just sticking their toe in the water. You know, they've got some big names taking small amounts at the moment, uh, but big plans. And it just looked to me like something worthwhile to like you know help along because uh, packaging is is a big part of the problem that we have to deal with. Yeah. And uh, Graham's other question, how do I get my business idea in front of you? It, well, it depends what it is. I think we need some information on that. <laughs> yes, a good question. I mean, I don't want to invite all kinds of uh, uh, contact. I'm already overwhelmed email-wise, but most people email me uh, or email Ecotricity. Um, yeah, yeah. DMing on social media can often work as well. Uh, so, I mean, lots of different ways. I could give my email address out, but I'm a bit loath to. But, I mean, anyway, actually, you could guess it. It's my name. Yeah, you'd work Dale it. Dale.vince at ecotricity. There you go. You've done it. Okay, I'll give it away. I'll give it away. Yeah, now, yeah, for the new kind of Dale's Den, not Dragon's Den, Dale's Den of ideas. Yeah, the Green Dragon's Den. We toyed with the idea of making that show, actually. Because, yeah, I you think, know, remember you saying. Yeah, I mean, the Dragon's Den, from my perspective, is is everything that's wrong with business, Right. It's about it's about personal greed. It's about using other people, taking their ideas, owning them. You know, it's not about helping people. So a green dragon's den would all be about helping people, about looking at people's business ideas, giving them advice, giving them assistance, and not for personal gain. I don't wonder why that's not being pursued. Because it's just wrong. You know, everybody on the panel there, right, is a successful business person. You know, probably with millions of pounds, right. So why do they need more? I always find that strange. Yeah. Yeah, it's greed. Um, it's just greed. Yeah, it, it's kind of. Uh, I, th- I think the contract that you sign after the sh- TV cameras are turned off looks a little different to the one that appears on the telly. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 right. I get this. I don't think anything's legally binding either during the recording. So no, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure some of them just go by the wayside. Yeah. Um, here's a story stateside: the U.S. Supreme Court has limited the power of America's top environmental regulator to cut greenhouse gas emissions in a landmark ruling that deals a blow to climate action. What the hell is that all about? Yeah, I mean, I think this is the country that large chunks of the Conservative Party want to create here. You know, you've got you've got a Supreme Court that's been stacked with right-wing nuts by Donald Trump, uh, who's probably about to be, uh, I don't know, jailed, I think, for his part in the uh, insurrection on uh, Capitol Hill. And, you know, they've just taken an axe to uh, Wade versus Roe, that, uh, you know, landmark abortion decision uh, in America. And now they're taking an axe to the EPA's ability to restrict the emissions from coal-fired power stations, the actual biggest polluting villain in the energy sector, um, and the EPA, and therefore Biden, uh, yeah will be powerless to uh, to reduce emissions of America. Well, I mean, what is going on? Yeah. Well, I mean, the case uh, bought by 19 Republican-leaning states yeah. and fossil fuel interests yeah. Yeah. Uh, led by West Virginia. It's interesting. When you go down to uh, – I've seen a couple of news pieces where they've spoken to sort of farmers in, in West Virginia and Texas and the like, and 
their journey into understanding climate and environmental issues is sort of where ours was in about 1963. <laughs> there's, no, there's no sentences they can utter to even acknowledge or understand it. They don't. No, uh, this no. is just business as usual. Not even in the same century, right? Correct. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and also this, the boss and co-founder of collapsed energy firm Bulb will leave at the end of July, the company has said. They went bust, of course, um, tail end of last year, uh, when gas prices soared. Uh, it's being run by the government through regulator Ofgem until a buyer is found. Yeah. But the boss is still there, Hayden Woods. Yeah, still there. I mean, there was a bit of a fuss a few weeks ago when it was discovered that he's getting his full pay, quarter of a million pounds a year, even though he presided over the collapse of Bulb, which has imposed a cost on taxpayers of, I don't know, something in the region of three billion pounds already. And you say it's being run by the government, but I think more accurately it's being run down by the government because Bulb failed because they hadn't hedged as in bought their gas and power forwards, and they've been prevented from buying it forwards now, having already failed because of that, because of that failing. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's incredible how the government just can't learn from that and say, we've just picked up this yeah. broken energy company that's costing us billions because they didn't hedge their power. But let's not hedge power. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. The great logic mystifies and never disappoints. Uh, question from Yvonne on Twitter. I watched your House of Commons committee appearance uh, last week. Excellent work. Are you going to stand as an MP? We've talked about this before. What, what's, what's going on here? Oh yeah, well look, thanks first for that. I really enjoyed that appearance. I, I enjoyed the chance just to just to talk really and and I probably got eighty percent of the stuff. Uh, to that committee that, that I had in my head and wanted yep. to. They gave me a real chance to speak, which was great. Am I going to stand? No, I've decided not to. I've decided that it's not the best way for me to get involved in politics. What I really want to do is influence policy. I want to create policies and share them with people in power and see them picked up so that we can really start tackling these issues. Our green gas plan is a great example of something that could turn into a policy. Um yeah. For example, so I'm going to start a think tank, the Green Britain Foundation, and we're going to research policy across the sustainability piece and uh, publish it and hope that it gets picked up by the new government of the day, which will surely come uh, before long. So it's interesting that, isn't it? Where is the best vantage point to affect policy? Because, you know, I, I had you down as going into the House of Lords at one point. I thought <laughs> that's what we need. Lord Vince of... Where NFA. I'd be an FA. Yeah. No, Lord, no fixed abode. Lord Vince of no fixed abode. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Uh, you, you're then a very small fish, aren't you, in a very big pond? Hmm. Yeah. And there's arguably, I, I mean, things like the podcast that we do here and you being on TV and turning up at committees is arguably perhaps a more powerful position than if you were just a backbench MP. Yeah. And, and there are a couple of like uh, things that have been pointed out to me along the way while I was considering this, like, Firstly, getting anything done as an MP is really difficult, really yeah, tedious. Like years. Yeah, absolutely. And, and secondly, once you're in that world, then it all becomes partisan. You're in one party or the other, and and that's how you're seen to be, yeah. you know, on one side of a of a big argument all of the time. So, selling ecotricity was about clearing the decks of apparent conflicts of interest, uh, so that people couldn't point and say, "Yeah, well, he would say that, wouldn't he?" Because he's going to make money from it. And I think not being in a party as an MP would probably assist in the same kind of way, you know, it's yeah, a chance to be so. slightly more neutral yeah. and, and as you say, platform through the media to communicate with people. That's a, that's a powerful thing actually. And uh, I probably get more of that than your average MP now anyway. So, I think uh, so. 
Yeah. And, and one thing, last thing, right? Over the years we've been doing this, we've come up with some great ideas and we've pursued them and we've delivered them and showed that they work. And I think that's, that's a really great way to bring change. Yeah. I, I think you'd be working with one hand tied behind your back all the time if you were down there at Westminster. <laughs> yeah. And one leg as well. So, yeah. And that's just a, a, like a Tory shindig, right? Because they like that kind of stuff. That's very true. Yeah. That's just uh, a, especially a, a night out in a special club. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, one guy's just resigned, hasn't he? We didn't mention that. Who had the kind of Sid James name of Mr. Pincher. It's <laughs> <laughs> like so funny. Correct. Mr. P- Arr, Mr. Pincher. Really? <laughs> that's so funny. Dale, have a good week. We'll speak next week. Yeah, thanks, Ian. And that's it for this episode. Don't forget, of course, to follow the podcast from your podcast provider so that you get each new episode automatically. Leave a review there as well. And do follow Dale on social media, twitter.com slash dalevince, facebook.com slash dalevince. Zero. Carbon. East off.